from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. By request from Jeanette this morning at 9.27 in the morning, we need to rock some earth, wind, and fire. Well, here it is. And then you had the audacity to ask why. I didn't Turn know. September, but it's September 21st. Why didn't we play this three weeks ago? Huh? Because it, do you remember the 21st of September? Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she lives too much on social media. I don't know these things. I'm 38 years old. That's why I'm here. To I keep know. You somewhat I'm actually glad. You... Jeanette, can we not let him slide with that one? He tweets 17,000 times a day that talking about, true. I don't live on social media. That is not true. I you don't tweet 17,000? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You tweet, about nonsense. You tweet, I tweeted like seven times You yesterday. tweet at least 46 times a day. Well, it's all show research, dude. <laughs> and what's also part of your Twitter feed? Little pop culture references. Uh-huh. And this is like the biggest pop culture reference of every year. And then September has a great meme month. Just realize because then at the end of the month, we have to play Green Day for Wake Me uh, Up when September ends. You're right. That's a great point. Well, make sure Such to remind me point. at 9.25 in the morning, uh, final day of the month, so we can do that, okay? Got you. Uh, could, uh, you're you're busy this weekend, right, Jeanette? You have a, a little Bud Light action coming, don't you? Yes. I've actually been on a grand <laughs> tour of the Bud Light events <laughs> yeah. the past couple weekends. It's been a blast. But everyone, come join me. Use your skills to compete in the Bud Light football face-off. Win a Bud Light Ultimate Tailgate Package, including a cooler beer, Bluetooth speaker, Bud Light tailgate power system and more might cut bust out a couple moves of music Ooh. like this is playing too yeah. this sunday september 25th at hurricane dockside in lake worth from 2 to 4 p.m show up lake worth come play games drink beer watch football must be 21 plus for official rules visit espn westpalmcontest.com brought to you by southern eagle who reminds you to please drink responsibly so jet's gonna show up and show out in lake worth sunday be there with her again two to four i think this might be my first time out in lake worth too it is uh to me lake worth is very underrated for sure i like lake worth a lot i'm doing like apartment research and whatnot to where to move lake worth beach Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's different but lake worth beach is absolutely stunning yeah it's a good place so i'm excited to go out it's a Lake Worth is a pleasant balance of of fun and sketch weird. Like I I like in in the best way possible. And close to the beach. It's it, super close to the beach. It's got substance to it. That's what I like about Lake Worth. You had Lake Worth in your top five cities of Palm I Beach know. County, I believe. I did. Because I again, it appeals to all of my senses. The fun part and the sort of sketch part. Like it's perfect. It's perfect all the way around. And as I transition to the serious part of life, I guess. Seems like Lake Worth is good. I think it would be a good place for you. I think it would be a good place for you. Uh, Stone, if we could uh, have the very important sounding news music, please. Breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Robert Sarver today has announced he's begun the process of selling both the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury. Sarver was given a one-year suspension and a $10 million fine for racist and misogynist remarks after the NBA last week released its findings from a 10-month independent investigation into allegations of workplace abuse during Sarver's tenure as managing partner of the Suns that has spanned nearly two decades. Here's what I think happened here with Sarver is the suspension and the $10 million fi- million fine came down. A number of NBA players 
important needle-moving NBA players called out uh, Adam Silver for that. And I think the NBA probably went back to Robert Sarver and said, or his managing partners, and said, hey, let's make this right. Let's make this as painless as possible. uh, Or else we're going to Sterling you and we're going to force this to happen. And so now Sarver can do this on his own terms. That's what I believe probably happened here. Boy, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, it had to happen. Roger Goodell, take notes. This is how you handle it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this had to happen. So, yes, Robert Sarver is going to sell the Suns and the Mercury. When we return, Jeanette got an interesting slide into her DMs, and uh, there are many layers I need to discuss on this. Also, Tyler Van Dyke, uh, not sure that he is thinking clearly as the Canes come off of the loss to Texas A&M and ask Steve's. Steve Politziner brings his business brain to this radio show. She's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Morse.com today. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jeanette always has a helping hand, willing to give her assistance in the dating world. <laughs> but one led her to say something today that I, I had never heard before, but also also led to a, did I just say also twice in a row? Also, also. Mm-hmm. Also led to a revelation from Jeanette that I never thought was possible. I'll explain in a second. Ken Levick alive as we start the second hour here on a Wednesday on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And hey, reminder to you friendly kids out there, you can listen to us after the fact as well. Maybe you want to want to re-listen to some of the greatness we gave to you every day, 12 to 2. Or you missed us. Job, kids, lunch, whatever. It's right there for you, wherever you get your podcast free, the Ken LaVica Live podcast. And in fact, Stone was complimented by a fan of the show a couple of days ago for how quickly the podcast goes up. He's the man in charge. He gets it up, ready to go for you, for your consumption delight, wherever you get your podcast. Every day, the Ken LaVica Live podcast for free. Wednesday, the American Queen, Jeanette Javier. She'll be back tomorrow as well. Still on the band, it's Friday Night Lights. I am Ken Lavica, And so, uh, Jeanette, you sent a, a screenshot to us of a message you got. And, yes. And uh, when when this happens, and we we encourage everybody to converse with us. Engage. DM, uh, DM us, engage us, tweet at us, message us, whatever. Uh, and we'll... If there's something that you're putting out there that we think is funny, we'll talk about it, but we're not going to expose you. We would never, ever, ever do that unless you're being like creepy to Jeanette. Then we'd expose you. But I think Jeanette's threshold of creepy is a little bit, uh, it, it, it extends further than maybe some people's mm-hmm. threshold of creepy. Uh, what I'm saying is message us, get a hold of us. And Jeanette, for, for I think, obvious reasons, because she's funny as hell and she's fun as hell, she gets a lot of the interaction from our fans here on Ken LaVica Live. So you received a message, uh, and it was an attempt to help you in your dating life. So yes. here, is, here is the message. Is it okay if I, if I read this message? Just yeah, to just give don't us... say names. I, never I won't. Say names. I won't. Jeanette, I know you don't need any help in this department. Miss Jeanette. Yeah, very oh, yeah, I'm formal. sorry. Miss Jeanette, I know you don't need any help in this right. department, but do you ever go on blind dates? I have a friend. He's a pilot. Great guy. 
I'm not normally the setup guy, but I think you two might just hit it off. So this this man has has a boy, has a friend, pilot. A pilot, that's an important detail. Looking for some love, looking for some companionship. and It is cuffing season. The end of the year is always cuffing season. But this isn't the end of the year. It's starting. Once the leaves, once the pumpkin spice lattes come out, <laughs> then it's cuffing getting, season. You, you, it's cuffing season. Yeah, you got to take them home as your family on Thanksgiving. No, no, you no, get no, get no, together no. For, oh my God, you for Christmas no, and stuff. You just get, it's, it's holidays. Season. It's no, no. I'm not talking about meeting families. You're crazy. <laughs> well, as she said, she has to be holidays. dating a guy like two years before she sees mommy. Right, that makes sense. So or don't, he do, sees don't mommy. go all out of the weird, like, oh my God, when it's just you kind of, you here. Yeah, people bring their others to see their family on Thanksgiving. Super normal. When Jess met Ew. your parents, was it um, was it Thanksgiving? Was it cuffing season? Thanksgiving's always going to be cuffing season because cuffing season is at the end of the year and Thanksgiving's at no, the end I'm of the saying, year. But is she, did she meet his parents the first time during cuffing season, oh, during Thanksgiving? Okay. It's no, like, it was not. No? No. Okay. No, no, I'm just that would be the worst scenario. Proposing that it's normal. Yeah, no, I think it is normal. I think it absolutely is normal because think about it. If you're in college and you have a boyfriend, girlfriend... Chances are you're going, uh, or right. partner, you're going to to meet parents of someone at that time, Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. or Christmas break. Actually, true story. Break, my one serious relationship was my freshman year of college, and I met his family during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so your reaction was... Uh, but no, her reaction is based actually, off of... I was probably looked like an asshole because it was my first American Thanksgiving and I didn't like anything on the table minus the mashed potatoes. And the oh, this turkey sucks. The casseroles are disgusting, This turkey man. sucks. <laughs> um, so, so you said, though, a pilot. A pilot. A pilot. Red That's flag. red flag. Automatic red flag. Why? Have you ever met a serious pilot? I mean, I don't know many pilots. I do know that Stone knows a pilot who was about to, for free, fly over Patriots practice with a sign that says Tua owns you. And would you would you introduce any of your girlfriends to that pilot in I've, a romantic? I've also told you guys, both of you guys, this off air, but the kids crashed. He's really privileged. Like, just like, you know... Didn't always knew he was going to be a this pilot. Is per, this is going kind of deal, uh-huh. and he's crashed two or three times <laughs> on himself, like emergency landings. Like one time the plane was able to be repaired, and the other two times like new plane. Think about it. And he's still doing what he's doing. He's still he's not he's out of the country right Think now. Think about it. Everybody had this high school friend <laughs> that's exile? like, oh, I dinged the back of my car on a mailbox, or oh, I backed out of a parking space and I hit this other car. This dude has <laughs> crashed his plane two to three times, and it's just like. Well, on to the next one. Yeah, just a Cessna. He's done All it like right. two or three times. So you're helping Jeanette's cause about pilots' red flags. Absolutely. Yes. The kid's wild. So I just <laughs> I didn't know this about pilots that they seem like they're a little bit reckless, which reckless doesn't make me feel good about pilots. And commitment phobes. Is it because they are one place one day and another place it's another day? It's a lifestyle. Day? Huh. It's a lifestyle. Well, wouldn't flight attendants be the same type Absolutely. of red flag? Absolutely. Yes. I have a couple friends who are flight attendants and... They live their best lives. Mother was a flight attendant. She said it was the best period of her life. Really? If I could read Being able to life. go city to city, seeing celebrities and like kind of hanging out mm-hmm. in these different cities on layovers and getting paid to do so. Queen Stacy. Oh, that's kind of sick. It is a, like, I love the period I, of her if, life. If I wow. could redo life, I would do a gap year and be a flight attendant for one or two years before going to college. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it's that glamorous and desirable. I mean, I'm sure it's not there's glamorous, no, there's, but there's perks to it. For sure. You get to travel the world, see 
see beautiful places, boyfriend meet beautiful here, boyfriend people. Boyfriend there, like just kind of live your without any commitments. Life. Oh my man. Okay. All right. All right. So I get what you're saying about the pilots, but then I've you- dated two pilots and it didn't work out because after four months of doing whatever the hell we were doing, I'd be like, okay, so what's going on? He's like, well, you know, I'm the. Uh, I gotta go to Winnipeg tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, all right, moving on. All right. I get it. I get chicks it. in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, babe Haven, Winnipeg. Uh, so, so. Then you revealed something to me that I found stunning, that you've never been on a blind date. Never. Absolutely terrified to be on a blind date. Stunning, for sure. Have you ever been on a blind date? No. Absolutely not. Exactly. Do people go on blind dates anymore? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Either. I don't have the only time I've heard of a blind date going absolutely fantastic was Meghan Markle, who went on a blind date with Prince Harry, which you wouldn't even know it was yeah, a blind date. Yeah, because, out. like, <laughs> yeah. oh, who, 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 oh, I'm going to set you up with a blind date. Who? But His let name's me, Prince Harry. Can you go on a blind date, though, <laughs> if you're a TV star and you're no. the, uh, the prince of, of England? Like, they both know what each other look like. A true blind date. You're going into it with maybe an altered uh, social media photo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you did all the research. You know where they went to school. Exactly. What their, what you know their son's name background. is. Mother. Yeah. Right. That's not a true blind date. <laughs> Meghan Markle, the hot woman from Suits, and Prince Harry, the ripped up redhead who is the grandson of the Queen of the, England. The more attractive of the two. Right. So, so that's not a true blind date. It's like a... a it's a hookup. It's like an, an astigmatism date. You've got eye problems, <laughs> but you're not completely blind. There. Like you, you know each other. I don't know. I was trying to think of some sort of uh, a visual malady. I don't know. Nowadays, I would feel like I was getting pranked. It's like you're going on. I have this really hot girl that I know that I went to class with. It's like, oh, and then I would pull up and it'd be, you know, a giant dude. Like, I would feel like I would be Larry. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I went on. It- the only thing I would say is app dating. I guess when you meet somebody through the apps, uh-huh. you're, it's it's a slightly less intimidating version of a blind date because at least you see pictures. Like I don't go on an app, a dating from an app unless I know I've seen their Instagram account or social media. Oh, it makes sense. That makes sense though, because you're just looking out for yourself. For I'm sure. curious. Do people still go on blind dates? Do people still go on blind dates? Jeanette's never been on one. I have. I'll tell you the story in a second. Stone has never been on one. Do people still go on blind dates? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And what is your best or worst blind date story? Because mine certainly filed it in the worst category. Can't but wait. what are your best and worst blind date stories? Because I have a feeling there are people that go on blind dates who suddenly it turns into, that's my lifelong partner. I'm sure that that's happened. Do people still go on blind dates? And what is your best or worst blind date story? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. So when I first moved down here uh, back in 2007 from Wisconsin, where I, I worked for a year, my whole outlook was find a, find a, a rich older woman on Palm Beach or a hot Cuban. Like that, that was for my goals. Well, you accomplished one of them. I did it, that, but it took me longer than I thought it was going to. I thought I was going to come down here and slay. Didn't work out like that. <laughs> Instead, I, I was just like with a bunch of like forty-five-year-old women who lived out in like the acreage, not exactly Palm Beach. Okay, <laughs> so, so uh, I we had we had an intern at uh, the old ESPN seven hundred and sixty who was like, hey. 
I know this girl. I think you'd be good you, if you took an intern advice. I know. You took an intern. I was advice? young. This intern was actually like older than me at the time, and so um, he gave her my number. And we were like texting, and she was like, "Oh, this is so great to talk to you. I can't wait. We should go out." Yeah, great, awesome. I didn't, I didn't know anything. You're I didn't, pumped. I hadn't seen her or anything, whatever. So she lived in Lake Worth. Okay, so I went to pick her up uh, for this blind date. We had not seen one another. Now, luckily, she was cute, a little petite, but but what car cute. did you drive? Uh, I had that was still when I had my um, my Mercury Mystique. Yeah, I had a Mercury Mystique riding dirty <laughs> in my Mercury Mystique, baby. Mill punt in the Mystique. Yeah. <laughs> what up, girl? Jump into the Mystique. What sort of mystery are you going to find in here? So um, uh, she got in the car, and and she was like, uh, first of all, she <laughs> she's like, hey, good to see you. And then she's like, hey, am I allowed to smoke in your car? And then I was like, oh, God, no. Like, we're red flagging the hell out of this. Oh, but you know yeah. what? I was like, but you know what? Like, fine. I'm just going to roll with it. Who cares? Like, I'm just, uh, whatever. <laughs> But that's literally what she said on the way to yeah, wherever you're yeah, going. Yeah, on the way too. And then she's like, and then right I'll after that, off. <laughs> right after that though, she goes, "Hey, I don't drive anymore because I totaled my car a month ago." Do you why? It was just like in passing. She's like, yeah, I don't drive anymore. Totaled my car. DUI. Yeah, but you're thinking like at it the was time, just like, oh, I dyed my hair purple. You're thinking at the time, oh, this is grown up <laughs> stuff. Like maybe this is normal. You got to act cool. I, well, I was like, hey, I'm still new down here. Maybe this is how things roll. Like sometimes you just crash your car in a DUI. You and smoke, you move on. It's Florida. Car. Florida man yeah. at its finest. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is Florida. It's a whole new world, man. This ain't the Midwest anymore. Let's ride. <laughs> So, um, so that was two gigantic red flags, like the type of red flags that are the size of those American flags you see outside of a car dealership. Like Absolutely. it is massive. Absolutely. But I'm like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. Let's just see how the night goes. Okay. It's no big deal. <laughs> so we went out and I suppose the best idea probably wasn't to go to a bar after she had a month prior, a full calendar month prior, totaled her car in a DUI, but whatever. It's fine. I'm sure. Well, she's she not didn't driving. Have any, so it's yeah, fine. it's true. And it's certainly no alcohol and issues Uber there. And Uber didn't exist back then. No, they, there was no ride share yeah um so we went and it was fun it was good conversation she was telling me about her life but i noticed that almost the entire time she was like two or three drinks ahead of me um <laughs> and she's like no i got a good tolerance oh as evidenced by your dui uh totaling your vehicle a month ago yes so we get to a point though where one of her friends who lived in lake worth came by just to just to hang for a little bit i'm like yeah fine that's no problem this is fun this is good and by the time her friend got there I went to the bathroom, I came back, and this girl I'm having the blind date with has her head on the table. <gasps> I'm like, uh, you okay? What's the matter? Nothing. Like, can't even, Ow. like, I'm, like, poking her. I'm like, her friend's like, oh, this happens sometimes. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I should be laughing at her demise, but that's uh, yeah. terrible. So, so you went home with her friend? No, no. Here's what happened. I'm like, hey, uh, maybe she can just go home with you and and like you live like two blocks away. She's like, oh, no, my, my parents are home and they'd be so mad. I'm like, well, what do I do? And then the owner of the bar comes up and is like, hey, you should probably uh, get her out of here. I'm like, yeah, I understand that, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I literally had to like fireman carry her out of this bar. People are looking at us. She's not conscious. It's dead weight. So I like drag her. Smells and like cigarettes. Right, right. It's just, I mean, <laughs> it was a mess. So I throw her in the backseat of my car, my Mercury Mystique, <laughs> and I go from Lake Worth to West Palm, where I lived in an apartment complex. It is like 2.30 in the morning. 
okay? And there are still, like, people milling around. It was a bunch of young people that lived in this apartment complex. And I roll in at 2.30 in the morning. I open my back door. (laughs) And there's, like, feet hanging out of the back of my car. (laughs) And I, because it's dead weight, she wasn't helping anything. I had to drag her out of the car. People thought that I had murdered somebody. (laughs) And I was trying to dispose of the body. Like, I've got a lifeless body that I'm fireman (laughs) carrying into my apartment. Right? And so she's heavy. I had to open my door, go back for her. She was laying in the parking lot. So I unlock my door. I run back. I scoop her up off of the parking lot. Still nothing from her. Just like she's snoring, so I know she's alive. <laughs> but other than that, I got nothing. She had some vitals. I was checking her pulse. Good. I bring her into my apartment, and so I put her in my bed. I went to sleep on the couch, okay? So the next morning, it's like 8 in the morning, all right? And I wake up and I hear her like walking down the hallway towards the living room. And she's like, good morning. How was, uh, did you enjoy last night? I was like, stop. I was like, really? So then, so then, (laughs) then (laughs) I go to my bed. I'm not even joking. I feel it. And it's like wet. It's like wet. I'm like, no, no, no. What is that? (laughs) And I smelled it. I'm like, no way. I'm like, no way. And it was absolutely, I'm telling you, it was urine. Of course. She peed all over of my bed. Of course. And just denied it. And denied it. She's like, no, that was there. No, that, no, 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 that was there. That was there when I laid down. Like, woman, you were unconscious when I laid you down there. And I guarantee you there was not pee on my bed when I put you in the bed. I don't own a dog. I don't own an animal. My roommate certainly didn't come into my, my room and pee on my bed. That was you. And that was the story my blind date no second date there was oh, because i my. i was in a, i was in a bad spot in my life oh. and i thought maybe Ken. Ken. i thought that was an easy what? hell no <laughs> and it was a what's yes. your issue have some standards well now now i'm better <laughs> now i'm better back then i was in a rough spot um but but from that point on i called her wine house that you kept going back to. This was to. before Amy Winehouse died. And to my knowledge, this woman is still alive. Defying all the odds. <laughs> like, that was that was my blind date experience. She peed in my bed. So what actually ended your relationship with this chick if all of Ooh, that still, constata- still got her a second date? Uh, it was, she like, I would have to truck her all over the place because she never got her license back from, from the DUI. <laughs> And, like, I just didn't want to make the drive anymore. She wasn't all that fun. And it took you how many dates for? Like, three. At least she's, like, at least you knew what you were getting into in the first day. Like, here's a psycho chick. You had to bust the old lady around. (laughs) (laughs) You had to take the lady who was way older and you had to chauffeur her around town. What What did you tell the intern? Did the intern come out? I was like, oh, uh, no, his, his internship ended and we didn't talk anymore. So, like, it was just, it was a done deal. Oh, okay. Well, Ken. But she, she I mean, I get, like, denying you peed in someone's bed, but all the evidence was there. Just own it. And I'd be fine with the, like, hey, you were Ken, super drunk. I get it. there's multiple layers. It's just not the pee-pee on the bed. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's the it's the passing out drunk on the first the, on the first date. It's the in passing, hey, I, I crashed my car, DUI. Did she ever <laughs> As apo- one does. Did, you, did she ever apologize for anything? Like, any oh, moment? Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. You see, sometimes I've gotten psycho. I went psycho on somebody Friday night, but I apologize for being psycho. What happened? Not being upset, but I got psycho. <laughs> That's when I drunk called Stone. Oh, God. I drunk called Stone at 2 o'clock in the morning. Definitely, oh, God. On Friday. Um, Chastity Belt. You remember Chastity Belt? Oh, I do remember Fake Chastity Fake name, Bob, Belt. Tim, John, whatever yeah, it was. Chast- I do remember Chastity, Chastity Belt. Belt. 
Yeah. Uh, met up with him Friday <laughs> after a couple friends. Is he mad at me still? What? Is he mad at me still? Who cares? It's his issue. All right. But he, uh, we all met up and we went to a bar mm-hmm. uh, on Clematis. Everything was fine. Drinks are flowing. Great. And like, again, we're, we are just friends. Yeah. So everything's fine. He goes, do you want to go to the next place? I was like, okay, cool. All of our friends gather around. Woo. Next place goes. And this is, again, the same guy I've invested time to because I'm like, this is a pretty cool friendship. Mm-hmm. And me moving to West Palm in the future, I was like, I'm just here to meet new friends. How great. And we go to the other bar. Two new girls show up. And it's like I didn't even exist. Uh-oh. Didn't go to a UM game. Didn't even spend hours speaking to him the day before. And again, I'm not dating Chastity the Bell gave the cold shoulder. He did. Seriously. He did. And... I like all it would have taken was an introduction. Yeah. Like, hey, this is Jeanette. Cool. Let's move forward. And I, I like, and these were two. Key, I'm not mad at the girls at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Girls had no idea who I am. But for you to be a man and not introduce me when yeah. we we're quote unquote just friends. That's not a good super call. sketch. And what set me over the roof. The, where the the Latina came out. What? Where where the thriving. Latina came out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thriving. Yeah. Eh, raging. The call I got wasn't necessarily thriving, but keep going. Yeah, it was more <laughs> more raging than thriving. Yeah, yeah, it was like my buddy we plastic uh, crashed the plane. It was like on that descent. It was <laughs> it was it was more so it was like on that. its way down. And yeah. it's funny, my friend. <laughs> so so it was when the FSU game was on Friday night. Okay, and which was really good ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we the, the O'Shea's. There's the patio oh, bar. We were, hanging, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were hanging out in the patio bar, and I, and I was like, okay, I'm leaving. Obviously, this is really weird. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like a groupie, which I'm not. I thought we were just friends. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go inside, finish the game. Mm-hmm. People were yelling and being stupid inside, so I went back outside, didn't say anything. And then my friend points to me. He goes, actually, hey, Jeanette, he's buying shots for the whole thing, for the whole table. And I was like, huh, funny that he decides to do that after everybody leaves. Whatever. And then I, and I called him out. I was like, hey, Chastity Belt. Nice shots for everybody. I didn't call him. I called him by his name. Um, And he just like waved me off. He was like, oh, I thought you left and just waved me off. Oh, God. And that's when I was like, oh, Uh that's what it is. I get it. So he was a listener who I thought would be a friend. Mm -hmm. Demoted back to listener. And uh, when I called Stone, I'm was, sure th- I'm sure this is helping. I'm sure this is helping continue his listenership. I don't care. That's his issue. <laughs> don't do anything with me that you don't want to be called out on air for. Yeah, because we're going to talk. about Nobody it. knows his name, anyways. Yeah, it's chastity belt. Exactly. So I called Stone because I called cu- a couple other people, and nobody picked up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, I'm going down the list at well, this Stone's point. Well, Stone's working at that point. He had his high school football on Friday night. Yeah, no, it, was, it was late. It was uh, really it was late. late. Okay. It was really late. <laughs> but I know he's up because he texts us stupid stuff yeah, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he's watching tennis. Right, right. It was really late. I was watching SportsCenter. So, you see? It was see? like midnight or 1 in the morning. You see? So then I'm walking back and my friend's like, Jeanette, just chill. And I'm like firing. Because usually when I'm drunk, take my phone away from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. For so sure. I was blowing his there. phone up. I've been there. I was blowing his phone up texting wise. Stone or chastity belt? Chastity belt. Oh, okay. And um, my friend was like, you know what, Jeanette? You just need to chill. Give me your phone. I'm going to buy you pizza. And I was like, no, I'm going to sit here. But the only way I'm going to sit here is if I sit here with my phone, mm-hmm. but you still buy me pizza. <laughs> so I called you. See, this is the type of bargaining that they needed with Aaron Jones. <laughs> it is. That's how you start. So I called Stone while my friend left me because she was like, Jeanette, don't move. And I was like, whatever. She left me by myself with my phone, oh pissed my and drunk. 
while she went to go get pizza, and that's when I called uh, Stone All right. in the morning. Just let it, let her rip. And he just let me <laughs> let vet rip. him that's and good. Jess, because his girl Jess was right next yeah. to him, mm-hmm. too. They just let me that, vet. That's, those are good friends, though. That's good. I was excited. I that's was like, good. oh, that, that was like, Stone has my back. Like, it's Stone, really that's, I'm, I'm actually very heartened to, to hear that. That's great. Absolutely. It was awesome. So she started out the phone call. Oh, my God. Hi. Hi, and then I think six seconds went by, and it turned from, ah, no, 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 it was more like this. It was, ah, and so, so it was laughing to crying. Yeah, I was there the whole time, though. Yeah, you got the full genetic experience. I did, I did. I went, and so I went cycle on Chastity Belt, and so I apologized. I blocked him. I blocked his friends. Good. I blocked everybody, and then I was like, ah. I guess I'll, I added him back because I was like, oh, we had a couple good conversations. But right. uh, I apologize to him for being psycho, but for not being upset. And well, he never responded, and he texted me the next day just about football. So that was right. the end well, of that. But he needs to understand he's out of line, though, because he was flat out ignoring. It, it, just because, like, he isn't, like, into you doesn't mean that you just don't exist in and that. And friends don't do that. And, you know, right. in the Latino culture, especially if uh-huh. you're just friends, you better introduce <laughs> everybody in that room. Uh, Chastity Belt is white, I'm assuming? Yes. Okay. Um, this is this is just uh, for all you white folks out there who uh, are going to get into a relationship or desire a relationship with a uh, Latina woman. Well, Chastity Belt apparently has dated many Latina women. Well, apparently he didn't learn a damn thing <laughs> because let me tell you that what he did to you the oh, i'll just let the latina woman uh I'll, I'll turn my back on her that is not a good course of action because want to know what they're going to notice it they're going to let you know about it and they're going to be loud about it and there's going to be a lot of hand motions about it too okay that's something I've learned over a long period of time, a mistake I'll never, ever make. I ended up marrying a woman like that, and very quickly I learned that lesson. So <laughs> hopefully for chastity belt's sake, sometime at some point he starts to take some notes. Well, that's his problem, not mine anymore. Man. Well, good. I, I am, but I feel great. You were there for Jeanette. Stone came through for me, man. That makes me feel great. Most definitely. That makes me feel great. Um, My blind date was awful. Uh, so I told the story. My blind date peed in my bed and lied and about it. Ripping, and you still ripping, went on a second date with I her. I did. I was desperate. <laughs> ripping heaters in your passenger ripping, seat. <laughs> <laughs> ripping heaters in my Mercury mistake. <laughs> A month outside of crashing your car at DUI and then peed in my bed. What is your best or worst blind date story? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Hey, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. I'm not letting anybody rip heaters in that car. I love my Kia K5 GT. What an automobile. I love that car. It is family friendly. It is fun to drive. It's got plenty of room. Fuel efficient. And again, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, they have a full selection of cars that have the same features. And they're going to make sure that you're leaving the lot with a finance situation, a plan that you feel comfortable about. They have a credit clinic on site at Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Creditors there to help you. Bankrupt saying, hey, we are going to make sure you feel good about your monthly payment because they're looking out for you. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Check out the selection online. That's Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, Military Trail, Half Mile South, uh, Palm Beach International Airport. Greenway Kia, Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach.com. Your best or worst blind date story, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. Also, when we return... 
Tyler Van Dyke sort of stepped in it. We'll explain when we come back. That's Jeanette Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. What do we make of this that uh, Dive Klaman, he covers the NFL, he tweets that Joe Burrow has removed Twitter and Instagram from his phone. He has deleted both apps. And in fact, he, he said it. He said it in a press conference. I don't – is he cracking already at 0-2? I mean, I think you can consider that cracking. I do. Like what? Like it's, it's, That's it's, really sad. It's, it's week three, bud. I think they call week two overreaction week, and, and the offensive line can't block for you, and you're matched up against the Jets and not as favored as you should be. Now you clear your social media. I mean, I okay, actually, I guess, buddy. I guess it, I think it's kind of mature. Like, I think it is a a, a – realization that, oh, man, we are about to lose this thing. Mm. This thing's spiraling out of control. I need to stay focused. I can't worry about anything on the outside. When you angle it like that, yes, because at least us normal people, not normal meaning not that superstar status that he's in, delete or take breaks from social media when we need to focus on something or when there's some hard times hopping on and you just don't want to be engrossed in anything else. Yeah, because I'm sure his replies are nothing good. So what's the point but if every can, time you come on, you're going to have 5,000 notifications and they're all telling you you suck? Bingo. But I mean, you sucks. also can block those. I'm the queen you of blocking and you muting. You cannot block anything if you're Joe Burrow, but quarterback like, of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I feel like it's not worth his time. At this point, you might as well just get rid of it. That's a good point. Yeah. It's just, but it is, to me, it, it is mature, but it is a realization that Joe Burrow is aware that this thing is on the verge of plummeting and there's no stopping it, which would be one of the most disappointing NFL seasons we've seen in a long time. Couldn't agree more that he is conscious of that it's spiraling. That's, I feel like it's such a good word that, uh, that Cincinnati Bengals, what they're going through. Because right we now. make fun of the Jets, and there is, oh boy, is there a lot to make fun of about the Jets. That said, like, that's not a fun defensive front to go against, and that's what the Bengals are taking on on Sunday. And I, it's not out of the realm of possibility they lose that game on the road. That's all I'm saying. So, it, but man. What a different feel around the Bengals right now than what it was uh, back in February. Good Lord. For sure. I I definitely want to hear how he said it and what he looked like, like his facial expressions, the mood he was in, like that. I'll send it to you. If we have time, we'll uh, we'll play that. I'm sending it to you right now. But in the meantime, before we talk about another quarterback where I've got some questions about him, I want to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. No questions there. It is the most fun fantasy you're going to play. It's my kind of fantasy because you set the lineups or you set the high lows, the head-to-head matchups with player versus player, and you know what? You let it ride. And I love setting a team on underdog fantasy, playing against my friends, uh, and then uh, picking some some of those 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 high lows, and then sitting there on Sunday watching the NFL or college football on Saturday, checking my phone, checking the underdog fantasy app, going to underdogfantasy.com, seeing where I'm at, seeing if I'm gonna make some money. And uh, to me, 
I love that because there's no pressure to hit a certain time, a deadline. You set it on a Friday and it rolls through. If you're in a fantasy league, maybe it's week by week, you set that team. You don't have to worry about waking up early Sunday to switch things around. Your team is your team. Your lineup is your lineup. For instance, and I think I talked about this the other day, I'm going to Purdue. Saturday night, FAU plays at Purdue, 7.30. There's that kickoff. And then uh, I'm going to fly back. Stone knows how it goes. After you, you play a college football game, you get back on that charter, and you're not taking off. Game ends at 11 o'clock. That charter's not going to take off until 1 a.m., 1.30 yep. in the morning. I'm not going to get back to West Palm until about 5 a.m. Then I'm going to go home. I'm going to get in bed around 6 a.m. I don't want to set an alarm to have to wake up and set my fantasy team. Uh-uh, I don't have to do that with Underdog Fantasy because it's all done for me. Underdogfantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app right now. Use the promo code WESTPALM, all one word, WESTPALM. Why should I use the promo code? No, no, no. Use the promo code WESTPALM because they're going to double your deposit up to $100. They are going to double your deposit up to $100 at Underdog Fantasy if you use the promo code WESTPALM. The best way to fantasy, Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, and get that app. All right, Janet, I want you to hear this. You haven't heard this yet. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami quarterback, Mm -hmm. he did not play well at Texas A&M. Stone, you were riding him. You were saying that was not good enough. Even though though Josh Gaddis is saying, oh, now we only have six scholarship-wide receivers trying to put the onus on the (laughs) receivers, but you didn't want to hear that. You still think Tyler Van Dyke did not do his part at College Station. No, I still don't feel any differently. And I do hear Gaddis, he he even said, someone who was at Michigan, right, said that they've never, ever seen a a school in the NCAA, FCS or FBS, that's had six scholarship-wide receivers, which is true. I, mean, I think he's right there, but at the same time, no, I still don't feel any differently about TVD's performance. Uh, so TVD was on a podcast called The Room with Jordan Palmer. Yep. And that is Carson Palmer's brother. Uh, <laughs> and and so I don't know why that even matters. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have no idea why it's that just, matters. Podcasts have become so annoying. Yeah. Like, Carson Palmer's brother. Well, he was in the no, NFL. No, 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 no. Jordan Palmer is. He that was dude. a guy. He he's, was a guy. He's still that guy. Yeah, absolutely. He was a pretty good quarterback, and not Carson obvi- level, but he was. And good. he handles the elite eleven quarterbacks, and he's in Oregon yeah. all the time. He's tied in with Nike. He's a big deal. He's so a big he's quarterback known, guru. He's known TVD. Like he is a quarterback guy. It's not like Jordan Palmer was like is like sitting in the basement <laughs> and the nepotism of being right, Carson right. Palmer. This isn't Jordan. He Rogers. just has this because he's Carson Carson yeah, Palmer's okay. burnout this, brother. This yeah. isn't Jordan Rogers. Right, like, right. It's not Jordan Aaron's Rogers' brother on the Bachelor yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Now I will say Jordan Rogers. Good jawline. Let Anyways, uh, yeah, he's pretty good looking. He's better he looking than Aaron, actually. He is. Um, but TVD was asked Aaron. about whether or not he likes to play in home games or road games more. And I think the response is fine, but then the more and more TVD explained it, not fine. Here is Jordan Palmer and Tyler Van Dyke, The Room Podcast. Do you like home games better or away games? I like away games better. Same. Can we just become best friends? Yep. Most quarterbacks I mean, say that, yeah. We don't really have much of a college atmosphere because we play at Hard Rock, so we're about 45 minutes away from campus, so a lot of students will go up and watch the game, unless it's like a big game, but that's why I like going into away students and seeing that college atmosphere and playing there and making the... That is bold. Let's just cue it up when he starts to explain why he likes road games more. If we could, Stone, just let me know when uh, when you're good. I mean, he's saying that I like road games more because we play at Hard Rock Stadium and we don't have a college atmosphere. Students don't come because campus is 25 minutes away. 
who who are you helping? What point are you making by putting that out there? For me, I get I didn't go to UM, but I'm I have a lot of really good friends yeah. who are UM alum, and again, season tickets, all of them to club level suites. What a way to lose the UM fan base who's already yeah. pissed that they don't have their own football stadium. They've been fighting that battle for years, and they would they were fighting for for him for Tyler Van Dyke too. Yeah. But what a way to offend this whole fan base that works so hard to provide a college atmosphere while damn dang well knowing that they don't have the, the own football stadium. I don't understand why he would even go to this place. Let's let's just hear it one more time. Tyler Van Dyke on why he likes road games over playing at home. We don't really have much of a college atmosphere because we play at Hard Rock, so we're about 45 minutes away from campus, so a lot of students will go up and watch the game, unless it's like a big game, but that's why I like going into away students and seeing that college atmosphere. He, he might be right, but you can be right, and you can still be questioned for why. Like, why? What's the point of that? What is the point of Tyler Van Dyke going to that place? That's not going to earn him any more support and that's such a slap in the face to the people that do go out there in a stadium that is way too big for Miami 100% and has been and this is an issue attendance that Miami has had even in their greatest 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 years Mm -hmm. their greatest moments this is not new why would you do that because also if you're a recruit and you hear that what do you think Mario Cristobal cannot be happy that his star major NIL quarterback is like, yeah, we don't have a college atmosphere. So, Stone, you would know this. Did he have other offers from colleges? I'm assuming if you're starting quarterback at he UM, did. you definitely had different offers. Did. Why didn't you consider that as well if you're going to poo-poo on this organization that has diehard fans like that? I mean, it's a good question, but I think you're buying into that Miami brand first and foremost, before you first, are the atmosphere. But he made the decision, stuff. but the Miami brand right. is part of and being he, their he star QB. He wanted to change the culture and everything, but like a, a few things. <laughs> Ken, I wanted to ask like your thoughts as somebody who is against them moving stadiums. And I know mm-hmm. it's because you know there's no parking space. Because they don't need it. Right, but but at the same time, like what Tyler Van Dyke said, we're talking about the most important player on this Miami Hurricanes team. He just said what we say every single day, what the fans talk about each and every day. The student section has 2,000 kids in it. Like, this might be one of those Kirk Herbstreet moments or who, whoever called the Canes out in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't working. Like, you're going to have to go play these teams, and, and you're wondering why the Canes can't get up for games, right? And they're playing down to their level against Southern Miss and Bethune-Cookman in Hard Rock. There is twelve. There are 18,000 people there. It is, it's, it's a tough right. – it's, it's, a, it's, it's a sight for so- – it's, it's awful what to I see. Wa- what I'm going to tell you, though, is if there is an un- on-campus stadium, whether it be Tropical Park or wherever right. – in Coral Gables, one, getting there would absolutely be a disaster. Mm-hmm. It is, Coral Gables is not designed for, I mean, rush the hour. And Coral alone. Gables is oh gridlock, both east and west. US 1. Terrible. Or it's, it's an abomination. So that would be a problem. But also, if you're building a new stadium on campus at Miami, you know how many seats are going to be there? Maybe 40,000. 10,000 more than, than what you have at FAU because you... Do you have a campus of just under 13,000 undergrads? Yep. That is not big. It's a small private school in Coral Gables. What student turnout are you expecting to get every single Saturday? You're going to get best case scenario. Best case scenario, your student turnout, which is what the discussion is here on a consistent basis. This is not the biggest games. This is consistent basis. 
4,500 to 5,000. Not only that, fair. but there's so much competing in Miami for these students right. on I, a Saturday night. So, you think they're going to go to UM games? So I, I, I do. Let's no. let's but let's weigh the options. I do. You've got an on-campus stadium that's impossible to get to. So the outsiders who have carried Miami attendance for oh I don't know the entire existence of the program. Okay, um, we are going to now build a multi-million-dollar facility on campus to cater to forty-five hundred students who are regularly going to go there. FAU against UCF had and it's a campus of of, of twenty-seven thousand undergrads. I had major okay? FOMO for not being there. There were six thousand sixty-one hundred FAU students in the stands against. UCF on Saturday, and that was a major achievement because throughout college football, student attendance is plummeting. Overall attendance is plummeting. You think that Miami is going to be the success story of attendance? No. They already play in a world-class stadium that is easy to get to by comparison to Coral Gables. That stuff is excuse stuff, and I appreciate John Ruiz, and I appreciate this constant push to get a stadium built. But you know what it is? It's wasted money. This is a guy looking for attention. This is a guy who wants to be the hero, the savior, Miami football. The Miami Hurricanes do not need, nor will they ever need, an on-campus stadium. This is this kid is going to cost him. He's going to be the villain. And, Everybody's going to end up right. hating him. And the Miami brand, the Miami brandstone is not the attendance. The Miami brand is not the attendance. Tim Reynolds of the AP tweeted today, a reminder, since everybody is in an uproar, the 2001 team, the 2001 team, the best team ever in college football, played four home games at less than 50% capacity at the legendary Orange Bowl, and they sold 58% of their tickets that season. That was the 2001 team. Jeremy Shockey, Ed Reed, Ken Dorsey, all of those people. Uh, yeah, Sean Taylor. Warren Sapp was before that. Gotcha. But but this has been a constant issue for Miami that an on-campus stadium is not going to fix. It is not. It is a South Florida reality. I, yeah, I think I think talking about 2001 there, I think that's uh, some sort of cherry-picking because you got to compare it to today's game, right? They just played in College Station, 104,000, right? There's 90,000 in, in the swamp and everything. Like, in comparison, yeah, right. like, I'm because sure that attendance was normal for, like, that around the country you, in 2001. Gainesville? You, in College Station, Texas, yeah, you cannot compare them to Coral Gables, Florida. I'm, I, I'm saying college football attendance in crowd as it is. Like when we see, I'm I'm not comparing stadiums. I didn't necessarily mean to do that. I just mean how we expect it to be and what you, we find cool and what we find norm. The norm. That norm. Any yeah. route I'm not. I, I didn't. Then I, then I take that back. I didn't mean to do it. But Stone. what we're gonna see in Knoxville, and I understand Neyland's a lot different than Coral Gables. I'm not saying any of that, but that's what's expected. Of I would. I, I'll put it like this. I'll just put it like this. As a ball player. I couldn't get up for a game in Hard Rock Stadium. It, I can imagine it's Stone. atrocious. There are maybe atrocious. there are maybe ten teams in all of college football that have the same packed to the gills college football atmosphere. You are looking at Texas A and M, which grade. is an outlier. You're looking the at tw- SEC schools. The, right. No, but I'm talking. About, we're talking about the twelfth like ranked team. We're talking about the twelfth ranked team in the country in the Miami Hurricanes. We're talking about the twelfth, a top ten team okay. in college football right now. That's okay. who we're talking about. I, I don't get, care. It, a top ten team. I assure you, an on-campus stadium at Miami, and they would maybe sell out I, half I their disagree. games every season. You it, show a, me. You got to show a, me that. It's a pie in the sky. Money. You got to show me that. The city would lose money. You'd it, have to bring a yeah. bad bunny to that it, stadium it would, to bring in money. It, it, and he it, would love to come. The, it would. Be, it's a pie. Miami fans have this pie in the sky thought that oh, we'll sell out an on-campus stadium. No, that is not how it's, it's going not. to work. It's not. She's Jenna Javier. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. 
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Jet, let me just ask you, when you think of the Miami brand, do you think about guys going to the league, guys getting it done in the NFL Hall of Famers, or do you think of that legendary Miami fan experience? You're going to the league. Right. Welcome, to the, welcome to the NFL. If you're going to go play at Miami, you're playing because you, there, there is a reputation to go into the league. So for Tyler Van Dyke to sit there and say, oh, we don't have a call. Atmosphere. He's missing the point of why you play for. We the got Kings. guys on special teams in the league. We're putting our hat, hanging our hat on Travis Homer and, and DJ Dallas, who are backups in special teams. I don't think about going to the league for the Miami Hurricanes right now. I'm gonna boo him on Saturday. Like there, there. It was just an. Un- he might be right, but it's unnecessary. It and, is. And if you can't get yourself up because the crowd's too small at Hard Rock Stadium, then maybe you just ain't it. Maybe we'll, you're mentally weak. We'll talk about this tomorrow. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. I'm Ken. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye bye.